Now, your Family Matters Fantasy Football Podcast with your league commissioners, David, Jonathan, and Stewart! Welcome to the show. We're back after a couple-week hiatus, and uh, it's just in time for the playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs? <laughs> That's right. I, I feel like we say that every episode. We, good, we say it a lot. We say it a lot. Yeah, and uh, tonight's a little different. We are missing our favorite commissioner, or whatever he says in that intro. <laughs> no, I'm uh, here. I'm here. <laughs> no, no. The the one that starts with the F. Um, oh, yeah. Yes, we're missing him. David, our uh, our fearless leader, is unable to make tonight work. So we're going to have some special guests. And joining us right out the bat. That's right. Double trouble. We've got two Searles on the show tonight. Welcome to the special show. Special as it gets right here. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Joey. By special, trouble. I mean... Bottom of the pack, <laughs> last, pl- second to last, maybe. <laughs> yeah, why don't uh, we start there? What, what, uh, how does it feel to know that your fate is essentially sealed? It's not fun, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, however, I'm glad I knew about it week two, <laughs> or maybe after I left the draft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had a rough start within minutes of the <laughs> exiting the draft. <laughs> I don't think uh, we got out of the draft quick enough, and we, I was like, crap. Well, you know, we need to do that. We need to go back and look at how many drafts someone's walked out of that draft day saying, I wish I would have known something else, whether it's Andrew Luck or J.K. Dobbins. Yeah. And it's amazing how it happens to coincide that same day. It's- well, I will say this. That was a great leading indicator for the whole season to prep me for the best trades I oh. think ever – in a league history right here. Well, listen, but this year will go down as one of the best. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. We will talk <laughs> about the trade deadline madness. I think it was probably the most active, at least the last like hour window that we've ever had. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was crazy. I, You know what's funny? I don't know if anyone else does this. It may just be me because I, I am obsessed with myself on these podcasts. <laughs> but I go back and listen to old ones and... I was listening to one today in the car and it was earlier this year and Joey was on talking about how he had just made the McCaffrey trade on, on air and was talking about, I'm in it to win it this year. Yep. Let it be known. Let it be and, known. And uh, as I look at his draft uh, capital for next year, I'm like, when did that switch for Joey when he realized <laughs> I'm in it for next year? I'm not in it for this year. Yeah. When did that switch, Joey? You know, I don't, it was uh, probably a couple weeks after that CMC trade okay. because I, because the injury bug was contagious on my team <laughs> big time. And so it was just like, sell, sell, sell as quickly as possible without like cluing in the rest of the league that I was trying to do that. So it was, bit strategic in nature but uh yeah on the on the trade note a question i just thought i just realized this this is the first year in sleeper right yep do we have the stat of how many trades actually went down this year and in how many 
I'm assuming it's more trades in the league than we've had ever any year. I'm assuming. And if so, by how much? That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know if it is the most, but it's definitely the uh, the cleanest it's ever been. It, this was the most effortless from a commissioner standpoint. I didn't have to worry about one thing. I didn't, I didn't get any texts. I didn't have to worry about, did, did you have that pick? So I yeah. think that that probably did uh, increase the trading, but I don't know. I don't know if it's if you take away the last week, how much that influenced the number of trades that were made just because it was the trade deadline. Uh, so I don't know if it like enhanced the frequency and over the whole course of the year, just maybe just a lot happened there at the end and it felt like a lot. I don't know. Well, injuries yeah. aside, this felt like the most trades I was ever involved, even, even talks, most talks I was ever actively involved in. Now it could have been, you know, reflection of my team. And did you do a <laughs> how, lot of it? Unlikely. Did, did you do a lot of it in sleeper? I, uh, looking back, I'm, I'm pretty confident, uh, a ton of it was in sleeper. Initially, a lot of people were texting just to be like, Hey, I sent you something in sleeper. You didn't see it. But what I found was if somebody didn't pick up on it immediately, we all jumped to sleeper right away. Um, and so the, the text turned it out to just be a flare instead of like, at least for me, right. I didn't tend there to was, have lots of was... negotiations after that. There was times where it was a little quicker to text back and forth. Uh, if it was like a one-on-one -on -one trade, I feel like when it what it made it easier to do was multi-team trades. I feel like that was the easiest. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And, and a good everyone, one last everyone week. could everyone could see it clear as day. There was no miscommunication in that way. It was typed and sent out. It was very black and white. With here's what I'm giving up. Here's what I'm getting. And that's what I really liked about um, this change to sleeper with the when, what if with regards to trades. Yeah, for sure. Me too. Super easy to trade six six dollars fab every time too. Man. <laughs> yeah, that was, we that need was a, clutch. We need a, a segment just on that because I feel like David started that trend and then it got out of control to where it's like a signature thing that someone someone was getting six dollars fab, which I don't. You knew it was a good deal at that point. You were like, yeah, I'll throw, I'll throw six authentic. in. It's authenticated. It. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get why that happened. I know. I think at first. David needed some fab, but now it just became a running joke. So, um, <laughs> anyway, well, Stuart, do you want to kick us off with some trivia? Yeah, let's do it. And now it's time for trivia with Stuart. That's right, boys and girls. <laughs> trivia with Stuart. I have uh, two kind of sets of trivia. One I've been working on uh, kind of ongoing for a while, which is uh, going back to some conversations we had uh, six weeks ago about defensive points. Someone brought up defensive points. Mm -hmm. So I've been tracking defensive points for the last uh, six weeks. So I have the whole season now. I, I read off some things because I had just done a few teams. I have everybody's compiled their defensive points. I also did how many defensive points they scored that week versus their actual total score and what percentage of their um, defensive points made up their whole score, if that makes sense. Yep. Yep. So I've got that. And then I've also got uh, something that came up 
several weeks ago too was I forgot it. I, it might have been Fournette, Fournette or someone else, but someone had quite a few touchdowns in one game. And so there was a conversation of, I wonder what the record is for most touchdowns in the game. So I pulled up a bunch of stats on, um, I have a couple of so I might just do some NFL trivia as well for touchdowns and a few, I, I don't know. We'll see how, we'll see where that, that, that trivia leads us. I have a couple of guesses on the touchdown one, but we'll get there. So where do you want to start? You, Did I lose you? Yeah, you're uh, you're in curve a little bit right now. Oh no, we lost our trivia guy. He's got such a serious face on right now. Oh no, no. Are you gonna do your phone? I'm gonna do my phone. Yeah, this. I, I've been time. talking. I, I've been talking. I don't know how long y'all haven't heard me, but we heard you for a little bit, and then you just said, "Where do you want to start?" You'll you'll hear it back on the podcast. It's fine. <laughs> Okay, I'm connecting with my. All right, I'm phone. letting I'm letting the other steward here. in. I'll, okay, I'll, here we go. Yeah, there you go. Let's see. Producing on the fly here. All right, Stuart, can you hear me? Nope. I think you can hear me on your other device. We cannot hear you. There you go. How about how about now? There he is. All right. All right. So, listen. Start wherever you want on trivia. We'll we'll just let it fly. Okay. Uh, wait. Hang on. I got. <laughs> I got to switch my headphones. <laughs> oh my! I'm hearing myself in. All right. How many Stewarts does it take? To yeah. dial into <laughs> there is an Aggie joke in here, but we'll leave it alone. Okay, can you can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. Some trivia. We'll start with the defensive because I that's about our league, not just the league in general. Sure. Um, who do you think has the highest average defensive scoring per game? So just total scoring from the defense. De- yeah, de- def- defensive scoring per game. Per game. So which owner? Which owner? Uh, we talked about this. I feel like I, it's I, Mike Staffel. Yeah. That seems like the obvious answer. Yeah. That is the correct answer. All right. Oh, oh this is not Easy even one. trivia. Right off the bat. Right <laughs> off the bat. We got a good one. Uh, how many Just points per knowledge. game? How many points per game do you think he is averaging? see you've got a let me just look at it by position here i could tell you gut feel 15 <laughs> that's way too low 15 we too low way too low <laughs> way too low yeah i mean the, for the whole defense <laughs> 30 hold on stop just guessing <laughs> i think 15 was my favorite guess though. you gotta realize i'm i'm calibrating to the scores i've been putting out all year yeah, long. Yes, so. yes. <laughs> okay take whatever number you think you have and triple it um, Mike has triple. like what Mike has like one guy that scores 15 every week. So, oh, that explains a lot. 40. <laughs> I'm going to say 40. 40. Okay. That's a good guess. Joey, do you want to adjust your 15? I- I'll go with 30. I'll-, I'll assume I I only played half my defense. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Mike Staffel is averaging 43.7 points 
per game on defense. That's crazy. Um, you probably know what? this, uh, but who has the highest average score per game total? Uh, that would be Mike. That would be Mike. Yeah. Yeah. He's got 100... to by what? 12 points or whatever you said. Uh-huh. Yeah. 155.5 points per game. This is average. Okay. Um, so who do you think second? Second average? Second for defensive scoring, right behind oh, Mike. Oh, for defensive scoring. I, I've it, had it's a basically good... a tie for second. Just I'll, I'll just say that, that okay. there's one player that is point .3 points higher. So, I mean, it's basically a tie. I think it's between... Uh, I think it's Bryce. No, I think it's between me and David. Okay, you got one of them right. It is David. Okay. And he is tied with me, actually. Oh, at uh, thirty nine. David's thirty nine point four. I'm thirty nine point one points per game. What? So about four points behind Staffel. Mm. Um, so my average score total is one hundred and fifty four point seven. So I'm less than a point per game behind Staffel. Um, hmm. So are you saying here, are you drawing the conclusion that Mike's defense has put him over the top in scoring uh, compared no. to you? Uh, well, I mean, I, that's, I was more going to make this other point, <laughs> which yeah, was okay. my offense is the best in the league is really what I was going to say. Because my offense is averaging, right. averaging 115 points per game. And... Mike's is at 111 points per game, so yep. I've got the highest, mm. the the best, the best offense. He has the best defense, just by a little. Of course, my offense is just by a little too. But I just, I just feel like if Mike was on this call, he would say, "But, but Stewart, defense wins championships." I think so, he would say that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. So there you go, Mike. <laughs> Obligatory comment made. Obligatory comment made. <laughs> Yeah, so um, the 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 person Stone is actually tied with Mike behind me at 111 points with the second best offense in the league. So I've got 115 points, best I offense am, in the league. I have a great guess. Who do you think? Senior. Yeah, that's, senior that's is correct. Yeah, yes. they're but they both have 111 points. Yep. So who do you, did who do you, you think is defense? Did you look at his defensive scoring? Senior, yes, I have seniors defensive scoring. So that must be pretty, pretty low. Well, he's the third highest scorer. Um, he is the third highest scorer. Yep. What do you think his points, his defensive points per game is? Uh, thirty-two. Okay. Joey, I'll go with uh, twenty-eight. 34 mm. 34 right on the <laughs> wow. right on the button 34 oh, wow. is for his his defensive scoring so um do you know who has the lowest average score per game total yeah it's david i thought it was too it's not david it is mike searles oh really Mike Searles, 124 points per game. David is has 125 points per game. 
Who do you think has the lowest defensive average per game? Oh, it's got to be it my could dad. be me. <laughs> it's got to be my dad. That's just that's. Just I think it's be... me. <laughs> oh, well, I'll, I'll go with my dad. You go with you. You're both wrong. Joey is closest because he is the second lowest. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> second lowest score. Losing at everything score. still. <laughs> Your dad actually has a. He's uh, one, two, three. He's the fifth highest at thirty-five point oh. six points per game. Wow defensive scoring you know who i think has bad defensive scoring and this has been his achilles heels ryan ryan is the lowest Dude. yeah 30 points per game mm. yeah he's had yeah. some questionable guys in there on defense and i he, i guess he just didn't care because his offense was so loaded but it, i think it might have bit him in a couple of weeks yeah so ryan's got the fourth highest offensive scoring per per game he's got he averages 108 points uh his offense averages 108.8 so almost 109 points per game which is right behind staff one senior so offensively ryan's team really has i mean he's performed above average uh i have data to back that up too he's got his schedule was the worst possible schedule he could choose if he had anyone else's schedule he would have at least Except for one, he would have had at least six wins, and he and a lot of them would have been seven or more. So he, and if counter that with somebody who's in the playoffs, oh, I hear, Terrace, a, I hear a, a chart chart attack coming on. Whoa, who's? <laughs> uh oh, I know what of, that means. <laughs> I feel like there's blood in the water. Uh oh, I'm, I'm scared. Back. <laughs> Well, you're just in time. Just in time, right in the middle of trivia. That couldn't have been better. Oh, perfect. The... I'm back. <laughs> Cam, Cam, are you there? <laughs> yeah, let's hope it's let's hope it's longer lasting than Cam's. I'm back, which was good oh. about a play or two. That's gonna describe my playoff run, but it's okay. <laughs> we we're just talk- oh, you're you're missing some fun stats here that Stewart's been digging up. Oh, good. League. Oh man! Well, Has someone fact checked him? No, no, no. It's not no need. <laughs> okay, all right. Just, just making an observation. Well, I'll finish with the the playoff the uh, uh, st- uh, your record. And David, you're right on time. You have had the most luckiest schedule. Had oh, you yeah. had anyone else's <laughs> schedule, uh, you would have likely have had less than five wins. In fact, there are some schedules here where you would have been one and twelve, three and ten. <laughs> but for whatever reason, you're in the playoffs, so I just had to throw that out there. Amazing. Oh, just wait for my power rankings. Oh, <laughs> amazing! I cannot believe this. Anyways, Stuart, continue, continue, Stuart, continue before the shark the showed up. Yeah. Okay. Um, who would you say? has the lowest uh, the the worst performing offense in the league it's got to be david that's just in, in real life this fantasy or real life <laughs> no fantasy fantasy that's <laughs> for sure me. it's it's david I would agree. it's david since 
you just said my dad had the lowest score, but he had a higher. Well, then that would make him. No, it's definitely David. If like if I threw his schedule at anything else, he would have been like. All right. The total flip side. But go ahead. It is David. David's David's averaging 86 points per game (laughs) with his (laughs) offense. Oh, it's terrible. My defense is carrying me. (laughs) That's what we got. Right. I don't know where. (laughs) Right. (laughs) To the garbage trade can. Which is the playoffs. (laughs) 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 Which leads me to my next point, which is uh, highest percentage of scoring attributed to the defense. So meaning like on average, this is your percentage of your total score that's attributed to your defense. So it's a percentage that we're looking at who has the highest percentage, which is probably an obvious answer based on what you just shared, but. Oh yeah. It's me. Gotta be David. It is. It is David. David. Yeah. 32.3% on average is how much of his defense is carrying his team. Yeah. You Uh, said earlier, you said earlier, he he had third highest, right? (laughs) What did you say, David? Defense wins championships, baby. No. Uh, I can't wait to for you to listen back. <laughs> listen back. Um, <laughs> hey, do you have the actual percent, like the actual points per game on defense, or no? Yeah. Oh, you do. Okay. I'd be curious of that. Your average. What do you think your average points per game is for de- your defense? Well, if my offense is eighty something, and probably uh, thirty-five. Thirty-nine. 39. The highest is Staffel at 43. I was going to guess Staffel would be first, yeah. Yeah. So, if David is the has the highest percentage of his defense scoring, who has the lowest then? Ryan. Ryan has the lowest, yeah. 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 21.8% of his. Yeah. So, there's not a huge... The interesting thing when I did this is for most, most of the teams, Teams, the outlier would was David at 32% and Ryan at 21%, but everyone else falls between 28 and 23%. So it's kind of interesting. As I went through each week and did percentages and stuff like that, I mean, other than a few outlier weeks here and there, most people were about a quarter of their scoring came from their defense. So um, there what is some fun. And points for and. In- most points scored by the defense on an average and least points. Do you have that? You said Mike's yeah, first mo- at 43. Mike's first at 43. Ryan is last at 30. He averages 30 touchdowns. points. Yeah, two touchdowns. Hmm. Uh, do y'all um, know when I first picked a defensive player on, in the draft? Uh, what round it was? Let me guess. No. 11. Uh, it was I'm double gonna, digits. It was I, double digits? I was going to guess like... Uh, I think it was, yeah. I think 11 might be right. I know oh. you were the last one. Oh, you don't know. You're not doing trivia. You're just throwing it out there. No, I know. It was, I was the last one to pick a defensive player and a quarterback. He's just making a statement that he has the second best defense and he picked last on them. Uh, 13th round. Oh, even 13th. later. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. How did you Mr. Feel the Chubb? 
I don't even have that guy. Yeah, no joke. I I bet I cut him before the uh -oh. season started. <laughs> You're in probably while he's in Kerrville, yeah. <laughs> You're in Kerrville right now. Uh, <laughs> I I was in I was in Kerrville earlier. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Did you guys wave as you passed each other in Kerrville? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've, here's a here's a, a fun a fun statistic, uh, or a fun trivia, not statistic. Who has had the highest defensive score this year? Like total, and what was total that, points and from what your defense? Was that score? Total points for your, from your defense. And okay. what was that score? So I know that my dad has this because two of his defensive backs scored 25 points apiece against Daniel. I want to oh. say it's like 70 or something like that. Okay, so you're going to guess your dad was 70? Yeah. I can't okay. imagine more than 50. Uh, I'll go with senior. Senior with 50? David, do you have a guess? I Yeah, I was going to say Mike Searles as well. and I, I was trying to remember because I think Mike Staffels had a couple 28-point 20, defensive players. I think Daniel has too. But I thought, yeah, I think it was Mike, like Jonathan said. Probably, yeah, around 70. 65, 70. Okay. Uh, you are all wrong. Oh, really? It is uh, David Cupid the second. Oh. <laughs> was it the first week? With, with 69 points the first oh, week. Yeah, yeah. What's his name? My, uh, Jimmy Cut Chubb. Logan Chubb. Ryan had 20. Chandler Jones had 26. That's right. Unreal. Which also happens to be the highest the week with the highest uh or the game with the highest percentage of total score uh made up from the defense he had 69 points from his defense 135 <laughs> points total for 51 percent of his total <laughs> score coming he from his literally defense. literally carried you to week one victory <laughs> well that's not that's uh, why no he lost he lost oh you did yeah, you I lost. lost. That's, but that's why I remember. I was like, man, I didn't pick a defense until round 13, and my defense is awesome. <laughs> and I was like, feel like, yeah. And I then like, I cut them all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't even know how many of them are on my team still. <laughs> wow. I would so have the guessed that. The, the second highest was your dad with 62. Mm. Yeah. 62 points. Who do you think has uh, – who had – the lowest output from their defense in a week. And what was that number? Uh, uh, Ryan and 10. Ryan and 10. <laughs> Bryce and 12. Bryce and 12. Ryan's David. a good guess. I, I could also see it being Lewis. Um, it's going to be oh, a low yeah. number, like 15 or something. The lowest. I'll tell you the number first. 10.5. Okay. 10.5 is the lowest. I hope it wasn't me. It was my, it was my dad. Senior? It was Joey Searles. Oh, I knew it. Oh, I didn't Lord. want to say it. What a oh. loser. Must have been Joey. a dark. <laughs> I've Joey blacked out that. this whole year, man. And 
Let me guess. Was somebody on the bench that had 40 points that I should have played instead? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, uh, when, I, it, when I only scored 60 points, I my defense had more than 10. Uh, they probably yes, had hang 60. On, I'll let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. let's talk about that that matchup. <laughs> you, Some more. you scored you scored sixty one point nine two. You you had twenty twenty two points on defense. Okay. Yeah. Thirty points. <laughs> yeah, thirty five point five three, which is uh, one of the second highest. So I'll tell you another one uh, percentage wise that I think. That even it might even beat yeah it does it beats so when Mike Searle scored sixty two, he, uh, as a total scored one hundred and seventy points for thirty six percent, made up of the defense. But we have another um pushing fifty percent forty seven point six percent, made up of the defense. Week ten. With fifty four defensive points. Mm. Was it? Mm. Week. I mean, I feel like it could be me again. My offense sucks. <laughs> it that was Jonathan. I was gonna guess me. Wow. I was sitting there thinking I had a hundred and eight point week there. I was uh, like, uh, you had a hundred and you scored a hundred and thirteen point four two, okay. which was forty seven point six percent of your score that week was made up of your defense. Woof. Woof. Woof, That's for bad. sure. Not as bad as uh, Joey's 10.5. Hey. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> David's right. Maybe defense gets you into the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Which, well, you, yeah, you and Ryan are both missing it. So I, I'm getting the connection with the data now, Stuart. I needed this like week one, buddy. Yeah. Uh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So the. Uh, Yeah, I mean that that does kind of match, <laughs> yeah. match up. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, Joey, Lewis is an outlier. Lewis is in the bottom. He's actually tied with Joey with 31 points of, on defense. Uh so I'll go from the top really quick. Staffel's at the top, then David, Stewart, Jonathan, Mike Searles, who's a bit of an outlier because he's got high defensive points, but his uh his scoring average he has the lowest scoring average with yeah. 124 points uh bryce jackson senior daniel lewis joey ryan so yeah i think there is some correlation for sure but it's not quite i mean it's not cut and dry right it's not like if you've got the best defense then you've got the best team because it's that happens to be the case with staffel but um it, it, it doesn't yeah, but, like go but, uh, all the way down the line. A, it doesn't go like that. But a 12-point swing from top to bottom, I mean, that's two touchdowns every week. That's a big, big difference, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can't ignore the defense. You you can't just be like, fill the roster slot and then move on. I, right. I think you got to actually – that that is a theory I've had for a while is you, you got to actually kind of like dig in a little bit on Which who's going to score – and, and and yeah, I love it. What I really love about it is I feel it's the least analyzed position. Exactly. And so if you put there's an, it, you know, there's an opportunity to get an advantage there yes. where someone yeah. it's obvious to to know who the top five quarterbacks are, top five receivers, but then yep. you start guessing a bit on linebackers and defensive ends and and safety. Well, so you have to. Yeah, but you gotta, then, I love watching that side of the ball too, and watching your guy play because then you're like, oh, I this guy's going to score points, 
I, I think games, game script on defense matters even more than offense, I would say, too, because, yeah. you know, you've got, if you've got a run-heavy team where the defense is just going to be on the field the whole time, yep. the amount of tackles available might be more than double some other teams on any given week. And you can kind of correlate some of that to, to matchups if you actually look at it, too. I mean, I think that I think the defense can be a wild card because, you know, Bryce has brought it up all year long about how you can get a six point, <laughs> 12 point swing, whatever. But, uh, you know, so, you, you start thinking about schedules and just, I don't know, other well, other little ideas. And you you can put together a pretty decent scoring defense, although I kind of neglected that this year. <laughs> well, what I was going to say and what I was going to ask is when we originally set up kind of the points and this is maybe a history lesson for Bryce too we wanted to actually wait like give weight to defensive players to actually impact you know fantasy football and and your record throughout the course of a year you know through this data it kind of shows that but my question to y'all is you know on average it sounds like defense every any given week is about a quarter 25 percent of your overall school score do y'all think that's enough? Do y'all think that's too high, or do you like that number as it is? I like the way it is. Um, I I think I think you can you start you get, start changing and reducing yeah. fumbles and all that. You start to modify, and that's maybe where I'm going. It could get it could get wonky. Yeah, and I don't I don't mind tinkering the um, the fumble arguments. Fine with me. I don't I don't mind tinkering with that. But I you know I like the like the little bonuses that you get from getting 10 tackles and, uh, you know, pass defended and all these little things that, that matter in real life football as well. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I find it fun. And I think it is, I think it's the sweet spot of, it's just enough scoring that it's not like, Oh, I, d I don't need to care about it, but it's not, uh, it, I don't feel like to Stewart's point, like it's not going to make or break. If you have like the best defense, you're not going to be locked in for the playoffs either. Yeah, I agree. You still got to you, I, still gotta, you still gotta have the offensive horses to to make it happen. There's no one. There's no one player that comes to mind that just totally like dominates and it's like oh it you know upsets the the balance. And I think you can you can get away with being you can get away with just filling a roster slot, but you can't get away very far. And so I think it I think it forces you to. Uh, do enough research to try and f like figure, come up with some strategy of how you want to fill those spots versus just versus the kicker. I could hey, throw any kicker I'm in. I'm so glad you brought up the kicker. I I've had this thought, and I think someone else has brought it up before. But since we're on the the topic of structure and how you set it up, what do you think of expanding the uh, flex position to allow a kicker spot in there as well? Whoa. Therefore, if you feel like the kicker adds more value that week, you can maybe that's an extra way to score points that someone else you don't necessarily have to put a kicker in your lineup. I don't know. I was just funny. thinking about that. I kind of like it. Um, just because that's silly. Um, <laughs> I, I was going to say, I, I, I think we should add a. I don't know if I've said this before. Maybe I've said it to some of y'all individually. Since Sleeper actually tracks it, I think we should add QB hits as give some value to that, whether it's half a point or something for, for a really defensive lineman, I guess. Um, we talked about it in the past, but ESPN never tracked it. So I'll propose that at Summit. 
I think we need to. I think we need to be. <laughs> we should probably bring like video evidence of what a QB hit is, because that's going to be question number one, and it is very, it's, very subjective. But they I think do it's track how it. That's how I every know. sleeper tracks it. I mean, that's the, the, the. So maybe we watch that the rest of the year, and maybe we could have a, a better conversation about it. But. Yeah, pay attention to when your guy gets accredited a QB hit. <laughs> I've seen it with Michael Parsons. He's hit the quarterback like four times, but only sacked him once. And so there's opportunities mm. for more scoring where, you know, he did, he affected the play, but he doesn't get credit for a sack or a tackle or anything because he sped up the quarterback's clock and it, maybe it led to an incompletion or whatever. But yeah, it's interesting for sure. I'm glad sleeper keeps track of it. I guess I, you know, I like the defense the way it is right now. And this is more of a total statement. Uh, I find I don't have to uh, do too much research to feel like I'm competitive, but I would hate the one thing I would not like is if we gave the defense so much scoring capability that I'm going to have to follow it uh, even in more granular granular level. Sure. And uh, I, yeah, but I'm all for more points. Points is fun. So because uh, <laughs> I didn't have a lot this year. <laughs> Yeah, I would agree with that statement. All right, Stuart, do you have any more trivia for us before we move into the trade talk? Or yeah, let's just do uh, let's just do a few real quick. Uh, okay. uh, these are so this this is NFL. Uh, these are NFL stats. Uh, it came up just because we were talking. I don't remember the conversation, but it was something on the podcast where we were talking about someone had a, a bunch of touchdowns in one game and we threw out who had, you know, I wonder what the most touchdowns in a game is or some passing touchdowns or something like that. So, um, where do you want me to start? Has, who has the most touchdowns, rushing touchdowns in a single game? And what's that number? Okay, I don't know if I'll, this was all rushing, but Alvin Kamara last year scored seven touchdowns in a game. I don't know if they were all rushing though, so that's a that's my answer. But I could be wrong. Could have been that could have been a couple of receiving touchdowns. So I'll go Alvin Kamara with seven. I have no idea. Is this, this all is time? The, this is the history of our of our league. Or? No hi history of the NFL. There's no like. Uh, I feel like Ladanian Tomlinson had. I was just gonna say Ladanian Tomlinson would probably be my first Alvin, thought. I think Alvin's were some of those were catches. I thought. I'll go with LT at six. Five or six. It is six touchdowns. Many times and done. It is Alvin Kamara. Oh. Tied three other guys that I don't. Well, I've heard of one of them, Gail Sayers. Oh yeah, uh, nineteen sixty-five. But Ernie Nevers, Dub Jones, Gail Sayers, and Alvin Kamara. Um, six touchdowns. Wow. Six touchdowns. Hey. Six touchdowns. My dad on the way out to Kerrville is pumping his fist because he knows all those guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so most pass passing touchdowns. In a single game. True hey, Breeze. No, no. This has got to be Peyton with seven. Peyton's done seven. I, yeah. I, with the Broncos in 2013. And then didn't Baker do seven? Baker did seven? 
Baker has not done seven. <laughs> Baker had one crazy game, if I remember. Ben Roethlisberger has a six. Roethlisberger's done twelve in two games. Yeah, he did six. He six back to back. So I know. I know, I know Peyton did seven because Mike yeah. Searles had. Yeah, he either had seventy or seventy-three points that week. Yep. Wow. From Peyton. So seven is correct. It's been done one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, wow. eight, eight times. Wow. Yeah. Eight times. Uh, oh, seven. Seven, <laughs> pa- seven, pa- seven passing touchdowns. Peyton Manning did it in 2013. Another quarterback did it in 2013. There were two quarterbacks in 2013, and then Drew Brees, who someone who someone mentioned in That'd 2015. <laughs> yep, Joey. And Tom Brady. It. Tom Brady's got to be the other one. Tom Brady in 13. Tom Brady is not. You will never guess. This no guy. way. You'll never guess That's this left, guy. Yeah, I was gonna say there's like obscure guy. It's ridiculous. And but you, but you know. You know who he is. I mean, he. Well, that's why I guess Baker is someone who you don't think it is. Yeah. <coughs> it's gonna. It's like, um. Ryan like this Patrick. guy. This guy's been a backup in the league. He may still be a backup in the league right now. I. <laughs> I don't know give, what team he's on. Give, give Colt McCoy. A, what, what team was he on? Well, don't give us. Give us a division or a conference or something. That he was. Okay. He's second string or third string. <laughs> I don't know how much you want me to give you. Okay. Um, what was his shoe he, size? <laughs> he was a uh, quarterback. In, let me look right now to see if he's still in the league. He – oh, he is still in the league. He hasn't Ooh. played a game in, in 2021, but he's still in the league. He played nine games last year, four games the year before, five games the year before that, seven games the year before that. Uh, the year that okay, so the year that he that he did through this seven touchdown game, he did play thirteen games, and uh, he. Mm. This is tricky. This may give it away. He is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Eli Manning. Nope, but he's no. not a backup. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, for one week he was. Nope. I was going to say Joe Flacco too and but that that he played more games than that recently. Uh Oh, yeah, Flacco. This Super is Bowl, a good one. Super Bowl winning quarterback. Let me ask you this, did he play in the Super Bowl when he won? Yes. Oh, he did. Oh, Cam Newton? Nope. Mm. You're gonna kick yourself because it. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you the year that they won it. They won it in seventeen, two thousand seventeen. They won the Super Bowl. Drew Brees. I mean, not Drew. He was, he, <laughs> uh, no, no. He was, uh, and he was a he was the backup quarterback, and he won them the Super Bowl. Oh, Nick no. Foles. Nick Foles. Nick wow. Foles. Oh wow. Seven touchdowns. Seven touchdowns in 2013. Okay, so these are these are funny stats too. The most passing touchdowns in one quarter. <laughs> Not <This> Nick Ford. <laughs> most passing touchdowns in one quarter. I go well, with first five. Of all, how many do you think it is? How many do you think it five. is? Five. Three. 
Joey's right. Joey's right. It's five. Five. My goodness. And one quarter. Has to be the fourth quarter, right? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. What quarter was it? <laughs> uh, that I don't know. Oh, Gotta what is it. what is this show? Oh, I'm out. <laughs> Got to be the fourth quarter. You wouldn't be able to get the. I don't know. Anyway, who is it? Tom Brady. Oh, Tom Brady. Have y'all heard of him? It was, it was the fourth quarter. It has to be. It was. Uh, yeah, it has to be. <laughs> It's Tom Brady. <laughs> it's Tom Brady. That means it's <laughs> yeah. winning time. Um, okay, let me see. I'll get, I'll do like two more maybe. Um, uh, who has the most um, the most touchdowns in a season, either uh, rushing or receiving? So not not passing touchdowns, but rushing or receiving touchdowns. Most in one season. And what was that number? Was it Tomlinson and like 32? It was Tomlinson and 31. Ah. Yeah, I was going to guess the same thing. Good guess. What year was that? 2000... Like 2006. Yep, yeah, 2006. Yeah. Wow. Was he, I can't imagine playing fantasy back then. <laughs> I must have been just... You have, you have Tomlinson, you're going to win. I know. Yeah. It's so true. So true. Uh, okay, we'll do we'll do uh, one more. Here. Hey, quick quick update, Brady. It was the second quarter. Second quarter. What? They were playing. Uh, it all unraveled for Tennessee during the second quarter when Brady just couldn't stop connecting with his receivers in the end zone. That's what I said. Wow. He Five never touchdown passes. To amaze me. Wow. <laughs> he never ceases to amaze me. <laughs> It's um, funny that that was with the Patriots, and then what we saw on Monday night was three passes total. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, can you believe that? Oh, that we'll get weird. to that. Oh, my gosh. Okay, let's see. Um, who finished the season with the highest passer rating as a rookie? Chad Pennington. <laughs> no. <laughs> Patrick, oh no, he didn't play. <coughs> how how recent was it? Uh, within the last five years. Okay. Hmm. Was it Justin Herbert? It was not. Hmm. I don't know. What, I don't know what to tell you. I, don't, I have no idea. He has a star. Star on his helmet. Dak. <laughs> Tony Romo. Dak Prescott. You guessed it. Yeah. Yep. Big Dak. Big old Dak. Well, that was that, uh, note. <laughs> that was some fun trivia. Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, and uh, oh, look, there goes David. There goes David. You you offended him with that joke. <laughs> yeah, he gone. <laughs> well, uh, I'm glad David could join for trivia. 
Let's move it along before this becomes a three-hour show, and let's talk about the trade deadline. Um, again, I think we kind of touched on earlier. It was a bit hectic. I, I was hoping David would stay on to reveal some of the stuff that was going on behind the scenes. Uh, Joey, you were uh, you were selling like hotcakes from probably. <laughs> I was the making a deal. Week. Yeah, you were uh, you were trying to get deals going, and then. Did I was you, like, do you want door two or one did you or leave, nothing? <laughs> or did you like go to bed before 11 o'clock and miss all the miss all the fun? Yeah. Uh, the Yes, the that last part where everybody was like, I texted you this whatever trade and whoever had to put. <laughs> I'm so glad I went to bed because there was no more I was going to get <laughs> oh, out of anybody. Well, so let me let me give you a little background here because all this matters. So it, it all starts with that Buffalo New England game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the way things were lining up, and it was so funny that y'all were all asking these questions because I feel like we had kind of sent it out in the sleeper app uh, the week prior with the um, playoff probabilities. But Jackson and I had an interesting thing where we've split on the season and our points for are relatively close. So what happened last week was if if Jackson loses, that basically sealed his fate. Well, he had... He had Mac Jones, and he had Stephon Diggs, and all Daniel had was the running back. He had, well, he had the safety as well, but he had Damian Harris, and Daniel was down by, like, what, 15? It was very much like me versus Stewart earlier this, this yes. year. Yes, yes, it and was. I was, having, I was. It was a lot more fun to be on this side of it, though. <laughs> and when I saw – so I've been dealing with COVID – COVID for the past week and I was just laying in bed and I was like, great, I'm going to, I'm going to miss the playoffs. And I flip on the TV and I'm watching them warm up in Buffalo and the ball is going sideways as they're throwing it and kicking it. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. I was like, this is, I was kind of halfway joking. I was like 50 mile hour gust, but then it, it was as, it was the windiest I've ever seen a football game be played in. And lo and behold, Bill Belichick decided, you know what? Who needs who? Throwing's for the birds. We don't need that. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna run the ball. Just run it. And I, did you guys watch the uh, the Peyton and Eli broadcast? No. Oh my uh, gosh! I keep forgetting that they were so funny. They 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 were showing Mac Jones go to the sideline and he'd have like the little tablet with Josh McDaniels. He's like, they're not talking about anything over there. What are they saying? Great handoff here. Look, <laughs> hand it off to the right this time. Next time, hand it off to the left. They weren't throwing the ball ever. Peyton was, uh, Eli was like, you think he's having fun out there? This looks so boring. <laughs> and then Damian Harris busts that one right up the middle for like a 60-yard touchdown or whatever it was. And that was all the life I needed. And uh, uh, Josh Allen was actually throwing the ball pretty freaking good in that wind. But the receivers, all of them, had a tough time handling the ball. Uh so it played. It it was the perfect scenario. Jackson ended up losing, and he starts fire selling at the end of that game. And Joey, you'd already gone to bed. I saw some of that. No, but I no, I, I I stayed up for the game. It was, and so was, I saw him starting to like. It I was hate the this. last. I'm yeah, selling. It, was the, it was the last minute of the game. He was like, I can't, I can't win. And <laughs> yeah, technically. If we're getting down to it, if he if he wins this week and I lose this week, but he win he outscores me by like eighty, uh, I think it's eighty eight. He has to outscore me by eighty eight. Then he would get into the playoffs. Yeah. Very 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 unlikely. 
but then Bryce Stewart better knock David. on some wood there, buddy. <laughs> I know. I, yeah, I, I'm seeing I'm seeing a 99 percent thing next to my name right now, and it's that's like the kiss of death. Um, but anyway, yeah. So then the trades the trades kick off, and uh, Stuart, you were pretty active. Were you seeking I was. trades, or were people seeking you out for trades? Uh, a little bit of both. I was I was doing more of the seeking than. Uh, and I'll, and I'll tell you, you so were like, a buyer, man. You, I mean, you're in a good position to win a championship. So, I mean, I think Mike said it best. You're playing chess while people people are playing checkers, <laughs> and uh, so I was curious to hear your thought process going into the to the trade deadline. Yeah. So, I have. Uh, I really considered, and I sh- I tried to shop uh, Henry around a little bit. Um, not that I wanted to get rid of him. Cause I, I really didn't, I really honestly, and, and I'm not just saying that I, I really didn't want to, but I was thinking I've got a great team already with, with Henry on my bench or, you know, on IR. IR. Yeah. So if I could get something for him that could help right my move. team this year, then I'm going to do it. And so what I was really looking for was an RB one that was healthy. That was my kind of my goal as I set out. Um, and so I, I, um, the, the main one that I was pushing for was Najee. I was, I was thinking if I could get Najee <laughs> and I could, and you I came could to keep the right him, guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I could keep him. Um, it, then, but, uh, Ryan wasn't interested in doing that. I, and I would have done that straight up with him, but he didn't want to do that. Yeah. Um, so then I, I mean, I talked to Mike about, uh, wow. Uh, John, went to Jonathan, Mike? T- Jonathan Taylor. Uh, it was kind of a joke. I knew, I knew he wasn't going to be interested in, but I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to be like Joey and not shop my stud, uh, <laughs> running back around to people. So I shopped him around to everybody. Uh, Daniel was definitely the one that, that <laughs> he was the one that was most interested. Um, he didn't have exactly what I was wanting, um, but he had a lot of good pieces. And when he threw out, he didn't have a first round next year, but he threw out a second round next year and a first round the year after. So I was then I was like, okay, well, I'm getting some pieces for this year, which I was interested in, um, even though it wasn't that stud RB1 that I was looking for. Um, but with the, with the added picks on top of – kind of some depth for me uh for this season i was like man that i think i'd be kind of silly not to even though i didn't really want to get rid of henry i felt like that helped me which then it in turn it really did help me because i was able to turn some of those players around and get um kittle from david turn some of those players around yeah, and get hold on pause right there are you willing to admit you were wrong about kittle now <laughs> Well, it did help that Kittle scored like 40 points. Yeah, which is what we were saying he could do the whole time. Like, that is George Kittle. He will explode. Well, he had one point the week, two weeks ago. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but anyway, I was, my biggest thing with that was I'm not sure on Waller's health the rest of the year. Um, (laughs) This is what you said about Kittle. He was on my team after all. (laughs) I know. I know. Yeah, Joey should have kept him. Um, 
so anyway so i thought that that was worth doing so i feel like david got the best deal out of that because he got uh edward Tolaire and i forgot who else waller and somebody else um oh waddle was the other yeah was Waddle's the other guy. A good receiver yeah so yeah. the the thing that's really gonna make me mad is if those guys end up like going crazy in the playoffs and i lose to david somehow um <laughs> which would really make me mad but I, I was also able to get cup out of that deal as well uh from joey and I so know. i really feel like i was able to flip some of those guys that i got from daniel to kind of improve my team the way i was wanting to not necessarily with an rb1 but with a, definitely a, a wide receiver one so with with cup and if debo gets healthy uh, Deontay Johnson has been playing great. Thielen was hurt, so that was another reason that I was looking for a, a wide receiver. Uh, Kittle at tight end. Um, Eckler, Aaron Jones, which was the trade I'd made earlier in the year to David. I really just kind of felt like that rounded out my team. Not yeah, that, this is I mean, this is definitely one of your best teams you've ever assembled. It's I, it, I feel like so too. And you and you've won two championships, and mostly on the back of Le'Veon Bell. You had some other good players, but you yeah. have definite depth with your team this year. So what's funny is you mentioned draft picks um, from Daniel. Uh, I feel like Daniel and Joey both experienced. They were both snake bit in round one this year with bad picks for different reasons. Calvin Ridley just went crazy. And then JK Dobbins <laughs> never saw the field. Yeah. Uh, so no, he saw it, but he was but in the here, field though. <laughs> yes. But here's, what's funny. You guys went in opposite directions with a strategy. Joey, I don't know who you're keeping for next year. I could tell you who Daniel's keeping. It's going to be Kamara and, and Derek Henry. But if you look at the picks, this is, this is Daniel's, this is Daniel's 20, uh, 2022 first <laughs> five picks third round fifth round two sixths yep. a seventh then he's got a ninth he doesn't have a first a second or or a fourth he doesn't have yeah. any of that and i'm pretty sure if you go into if you go into 2023 he doesn't have a first there either yeah so yeah that's the one he traded to me yeah so then joey joey's got daniel's first He's got his own first. He's got Staffel's second, his own second. He's got Ryan's third, his own third. He doesn't have a fourth, but then the rest are there. So <laughs> yeah, so six, jo- six in the top three rounds. Daniel's Whoa. theory is they bust anyway. I don't need them. Joey is give me more dart throws. Have is you looked right? at the other years? I don't think you're analyzing the totality of the strategy here. Oh, wait. Year after that. Oh yeah, I didn't scroll down far enough for you. I'm just You should keep scrolling. Yep, twenty twenty three. You've got your first, second, uh, you've got your third, you've got Stewart's third, you've got Bryce's third, you've got your fourth, <laughs> you've got Daniel's fourth. And then you go down to twenty twenty four because There you go. Why not? You got Mike Stafford's third. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you're like the uh you're like the Dolphins who just loaded up on picks. And uh, you're just going to have dart throws for the next three years in the draft. Pretty much. Pretty I much. Say, I will say this, and you weren't asking my opinion, but I would say <laughs> to have Henry and Kamara and have two picks in the first six rounds or have like – 
10 picks in the first six rounds, I would probably, I'm, even though I love Kamara and I love Henry, I would probably rather be 10, give me 10 picks in the first six rounds rather than two yeah. stud running backs because all it takes is one of those guys to get hurt and then your 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 depth Seems is it. gone. Yeah, no, Seems no, it. I yeah. I agree in general with that principle. I uh, I I only like trading away picks if I'm making a run at a championship. I don't want to do it. So to Morgan, here, here's here's where this helped me on acquiring picks this year. I and thank you, Mike Staffel, for getting so far ahead and forcing the rest of the league to have seven and seven uh, records. Everyone was in the hunt. Everyone, pretty much. And so as long as everyone's trying to still go for it, people are willing to deal. But other years, other I, I, that's, I think yeah, that's the other theory as no, to why there was I, a lot of I think pick that, trades I, this I year. I think in general people will, will go for it. I, I think there was one outlier year where the top four teams were the top four teams, and that was it. And that was like that was two or three years ago, and it was it. You felt like, well, I'm not, and I felt that way this year. Everyone kept coming to me asking. Uh, There's two or three guys who came to me and asked if I was interested in trades, and I just said no because I had too many outs to miss the playoffs. I'm like, I'm not going to trade aggressively and then be in the bottom four. Uh, and so by the time the trade deadline was hitting. I mean, it was that frenzy the last hour of the trade deadline. That was the only window that I was thinking about buying. But at that point, there were so many trades going down. People were already ahead of me in the market just buying buying up players. I was like, I even and then I started thinking like, man, I'm gonna be in the eighth spot and I'm probably playing Mike round one. It's not worth again mortgaging my future for playing the best team round one. I, I'd have to have a really good week. It just wasn't it just didn't line up for me this year normally i would but i just didn't have the record i like my team i just didn't have the record or the position in the playoffs to actually make a run in my opinion and see that's where i am almost thankful my team was as bad as they were early enough with you know dobbins out kish from caffrey and i was like that's gonna all happen again right and so once if i felt i was more in the hunt with a stronger, you know, position, I probably wouldn't have gone for the picks as hard as I did. But as as it got closer to the end, I was like, "This is looking <laughs> less and less likely." However, a couple weeks back, or even last week, I mean, it was still an opportunity to get in and potentially make a run. Especially if, I mean, as much as I said, Mike's number one. Injuries have bitten everybody this year, and they have made a great team a bad team, and so. He's not, you know, he's not a uh, unbeatable. I'll say that. So, hey, yeah, you're, you're talking to me, the one of the actual teams that beat him this year. So <laughs> that's, right. that's that's right. Listen, I so I I I I like my team. I think I got a little lucky when I played him, because um, I mean Tom Brady got kind of vultured a bit by Leonard Fournette. That that was the week that I think you were talking about Stewart. But um, yeah, I mean that's my right. team. I think my team has that capability. I just don't know if I can do it three weeks in a row. Um, the, the thing, and and not that I want to talk about my team anymore, but I kind of do. Um, <laughs> with all of those trades, I have – they're not necessarily my picks because they're, you know, Daniel's pick or Davis' yep. pick. But I have all my picks 
for next year. I know that too. I've, and then I've got you got Dave, him back. And then I've got Daniels first in twenty twenty three. And the only pick I don't have, so I have two firsts in 2023, but I don't have my third. I traded that to Joey. Um, but so if you if you look at it that way, I really have all my picks. They just come. I'm not missing a pick in 2023 right. either. So through all of that, it, but but I did give up Derrick Henry, who's, I mean, if he has any type of season like he had the first six weeks, he was unbelievable. So you're right, but you have five keeper worthy players on your team, basically. Right. That'll, you be, can't the, keep that'll be the tough thing is figuring out who to keep from right. all those guys. Right. It is funny to see the counterbalance to that is there's only so many guys you can keep as well. A bunch of them go back into the tank. So for me, that's that's my that was actually what went through my head with the trade deadline was like, why am I gonna aggressively pursue where all these guys are going to one team or two teams? They're all going to end up back in the pond anyway. Why am I trading away my chance to get those guys next year? Uh, yeah. Or just get value next year in the draft um, by letting them all go back in. And you're probably going to think this is funny. And it, it is a little funny that I'm bringing it up now. But I was listening to one of the podcast shows the other day, and they were talking about their Dynasty League. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think I would want to do that just because I think that so much of, it, the, so much of the fun is the draft. Yeah, but I yeah. was thinking, is there a not even a middle ground, but is there a step we could take to get a little closer to something like a dynasty league? Which I I I thought that popped in my head. Which again, this is a save it for the summit conversation. But uh, could you a either eliminate the defensive uh, the defensive keeper and just say you've got three three keepers across the board? Um, that could all be a- offensive, which they, I'm sure they all would be, um, or add a third offensive and still keep the defensive, d- the defensive keeper as well. So you'd have yeah. four keepers total. Yeah, I mean, you, you you can always keep pushing that bar. That it just you know be what would be interesting is if there's like a franchise move where you you do something like, hey, I, I'm I'm going to franchise this player for the next year but I can't trade him or drop him or anything, right? Or, or some twist like that, right? Or some consequence. Or maybe even you you put, I don't know, extra ping pong balls into the pool because of it or something <laughs> well, else. Or, there's, yeah. that, I don't know. there's that one uh, version of it that David was talking about with the Stewart. It's not quite you keep them all, but you basically get to keep two out of the three nominees oh, yeah. you have. Yeah. And then um, that goes back into the – one of them goes back into the draft or whatever. Um, and, and it's by, it's kind of random. I don't know. I, David explains that it a lot better, but uh, it, it makes, it's a little twist. Cause then you, you do, you're incentivized to keep a third really good strong player, player because you have to nominate three and you only get to keep two. And it's kind of yeah. by it's yeah, it's kind of by the draw. Um, let's move into to quick playoff discussions. Cause um, it's, Knock on wood, knock on wood. It's kind of set, but as things stand, without looking at the results for this week, which it will change the the actual matchups. But in the winners bracket, we'll have uh, currently we'll have Mike versus me. We'll have Daniel versus Senior. We'll have Lewis versus Bryce, and then right now we've got Stewart versus David in round one, and. Uh, if that were to hold, let's just assume that holds. 
what would your prediction be for a championship? Are you are you going chalk? Are you going Mike versus Stewart in the championship, or do you would you predict uh, an upset along the way and maybe a dark horse makes it to the championship, or do you think neither makes it? Joey, I think uh, man, I I have a couple thoughts on this. Uh, I, I think the curse of first is real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what I, I actually think, uh, uh, senior is the sleeper and he's going to sneak through that. He's just been so under the radar, but he's been consistently near the top. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, frankly, it's been an even year for everyone, but I, the way it's happened year over year, I think as I, I think a dark horse comes through, but I think it's not as dark as eighth eighth place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you got, Stuart? What do you, think, uh, do you I think you think it's you and Mike in the championship? Is that what you want? Oh well, yeah, I would love that. <laughs> um, I mean, it it's it is. And it's not just because it's me, but I w- it's hard for me to to not think that I'm probably the favorite, especially like looking at point I I, again. You can't judge it too much. You have you're almost 170 one... points projected. Yes, the uh, next highest is 154. Yeah, yeah, senior. Yeah. Um. So I'm. I'll just going off of the first round. I would say, Jonathan, you've beat mike before so i think you could beat him i think the curse of first is real too uh it hasn't been the last few years but it's that's it's uh it's like the patriots going 18 and one right so you just you never know and so i'm gonna i'm gonna i would predict that you uh i'm gonna say jonathan is the uh dark horse to come out of that bracket in the top so i'm gonna say me versus jonathan in the championship one of us is gonna get our third ring one of us for the third oh that would be that would be epic i would be losing my mind that whole week (laughs) i i'll be honest with you if i don't win the championship this year i need anybody else but you to win it that's how i'm feeling <laughs> I need to. I can't. Someone else can't be ahead of me in championships. So I'm just. Not yes. gonna, I can't live. With and that. I really don't want Staffle to get two either. So I know he uh, can't join our club. He can't. Well, I don't want Senior to get two either. So that means that I think. Uh, do you think it's Daniel? Gotta be, it's got to be like, Bryce. It's got to be Bryce. Bryce Daniel would be or, Daniel or anybody on your side of the bracket. Oh no, David <laughs> would get two. Yeah, David can't. Oh, David's yeah. I mean, Bryce has still got a good team. He really – he didn't make a ton of moves. He tried yeah. to make some moves at the end, and then David totally cut him out, But uh, which was a little <laughs> He'd funny. He'd be my other no, sleeper. I, again, I wish David was here to share the story because he had a lot of trade <laughs> deadline stories. What about we, – we forgot to mention Jackson's stupid thing of waiting literally to the last second. <laughs> what, yes. what was it? What did he say exactly to, to Bryce? Oh, uh, it was for uh, – Whatever the was... last trade was, he told Bryce – he was going to accept it at the last second and he waited till like there was 20 seconds left on the clock to do it. Yes. I'm trying to, 
<laughs> we had it in a text thread, and I think Bryce sent it over, and we were all like approved once Jackson says it's okay. And Jackson was like, "We're waiting to the last minute." <laughs> oh, it was, it was Keenan. Stressful. It was for Keenan Allen. Yeah, Keenan Allen for for Bryce's fifth round, <laughs> fifth rounder. <laughs> what a joke! Oh, but yeah. Keenan Allen's got COVID, I think, so he's out. For- I know. So the jokes on Bryce again. <laughs> yeah, again. And down at the bottom, we've got uh, we've got two Searles. We've got a we've got a Jackson, and we've got a Ryan. We've got one champion in that in that group, uh, and they're playing for first for the first overall pick. Best I think, odds. I think Jackson's gonna take it. Oh no. Oh no! I'm well. I did trade away everybody. Actually, <laughs> yeah. I was like, "What are you looking at?" Just looking at week one, he's projected one forty-five, and your dad's the next closest at one thirty-five. Ryan, yeah. I think, just doesn't even pay attention to the. Just the give me Ryan anymore. first week, so I can let the other two beat each other up. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. That is bad. Anyway. It's all right. all right. I'm. I probably have uh, Jackson's first pick anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. All right, that'd be interesting if you didn't have your first and you were in the bottom. Would you just? Would you just throw it? Yeah. With our new rules, because you're not playing for anything really. Well, I threw that out as a comment too. Again, like, you know, we hate buys for a whole week, but if. If I the consequence guys. for not making the first the top of it meant I could fall as low as sixth, I think that would motivate uh, trying to make it a little bit stronger earlier on and not sell like three or four weeks before yeah, the playoffs. I don't. Yeah, nobody really did that this year. Dad had the best chance to sell, and he just didn't. And so did you. And yeah. Ryan, Ryan was the first one to start selling, and it was last week. So, you know the week of the trade deadline. Yeah, I think this year was different in that everybody fell right in the middle of the bubble, which was great. That's what we want. It did make it fun. It made you it want, a lot of fun. You want you want to be in it as long as you can. You don't want yeah. to be out of it, you know, by week 10. That's no fun. All yeah. right. <laughs> Let's move into Joey's favorite segment. Bonehead benching of the week. We've got a few. We've got a few, and we do. Surprise! Have some... Surprise! Jo- Joey's on that list. Yeah, you know what? Let's kick it off. I was with gonna Joey. say I totally forgot, and it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Let's kick it off with Joey, and uh, we don't have a clear winner, so we'll uh, we'll we'll debate it, we'll discuss it, and we'll come up with a consensus here. So, Joey, right off the bat. You know, Michael Gallup actually looked good. He had that sweet-looking touchdown um, last yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, but alas, you traded for T. Higgins and decided not to start him over Michael Gallup. <laughs> Michael Gallup, when I was like, he's going to put up points. T. Higgins, I think, probably had his best game of the year, 27 It was, yeah. And uh, Joey, in a familiar position, are you are you gonna look forward to next year where you're not on this list as much, or do you do you oh, yeah. kind of enjoy just always being on this list? I own a cow factory in Lubbock at this point. <laughs> yes. I'm good to go. 
<laughs> this is great. Oh my goodness. It's it's at this point you just deserve the moo milk because of how many nominees you have, but we'll we'll keep moving on just to see if there's other options out there. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's about a 15 point uh swing there if you would have just started old Higgins. Uh Staffel's another one. Staffel um started James Robinson. Who I did he get hurt in that game? He must have. Uh I think he fumbled and then uh, I heard someone talk about that. Uh he fumbled and Urban Meyer pulled him and then Carlos oh, okay. Hyde fumbled. Uh, okay. And he pulled him he only field. scored one point eight, which is low super low for him. Yeah. Um and Josh Jacobs was on Staffel's bench with twenty points, so about a 19 or exactly 19 point swing there. Um, which again, the Joey's points and Staffel's points, I don't think any of these this week would have made an impact in the outcome of the game. But no, but these are still fun to talk about. They are. <laughs> I next, think this, I, the next I think one's got to be my is, favorite. <laughs> yeah. The next, that's, a, this is an interesting one. I think this may be the first time we've had a defensive so, score up here. So I think Daniel picked both of these guys up last week. He definitely picked up the guy he should have started up last week. I don't even know how to say his name, but Von Miller scored three points, and he started him over the linebacker. I think it's, I think it's Al Al Share or Al. I'll, I'll share his name real quick. Hold on. Al Share, Al Al Shayir. Al Shayir. I think that is how you say it. Is Al Shayir. He scored twenty points. I think he plays for the Forty ers and he just went bonkers. Uh, and Daniel's just kind of, I think the funniest thing is Daniel's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like didn't even care that it actually would have made a big, big difference in his matchup with, uh, with Jackson, uh, yeah. even though he won, uh, he would have not had to been sweating it out with Damien yeah. Harris the, the last night, 17 points, 17 point difference. Woof on defense crazy uh this is this is another interesting one that the the podcast i went back and listened to uh, from like week three or whatever uh was the week that ryan actually sat zeke and uh played uh the running who was the running back for tyson williams he started tyson williams instead of zeke and zeke like went off and tyson williams score her late all so he was on the bonehead benching that week but this week I think they're not just from us talking about it, but there's been a lot of talk about Zeke and his role with the Cowboys, Tony Pollard and his role with the Cowboys. Uh, but Tony Pollard sitting on Ryan's bench with 18.1. Zeke had seven points. Uh, mm. Not a huge, I mean, 11 points difference, but just. All, most of Pollard's score came on one run. But <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> right. But. I mean, if you watch Zeke run, his knee was jacked up. He looked terrible. They they were talking like he wasn't even going to play on last Thursday. Somebody should just sit him down. He is, uh, and he's coming out saying, "Yeah, they're going to have to pull me off the field and blah blah blah." It's like, dude, you're limping everywhere. Yeah, and Tony Pollard's obviously better than you right now. So, I don't know. That's kind of funny, and it just really. Really symbolizes Ryan's season in a nutshell. Just can't can't quite hit it right, even though he's got good players. Uh, yeah, they're just right. they're just not landing. And then finally, we got the slumping DK Metcalf with eight point five points. 
I don't know what's wrong with him. Uh, he's constantly on an injury report for his foot, but I don't think that's really the problem. I think he and uh, Russell Wilson just aren't connecting. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like it's more Russ than it is him. But yeah, I mean, he didn't even get a target two games ago, wasn't it? Yeah, like he, I think he had four. Uh, he had four targets, but he didn't have one till the the fourth quarter. Oh, okay. Or something like yeah, that. Or the yeah, late, it was some the late third. He didn't have one in the first half for sure. But little uh, little Hunter Renfro on my bench. Put out that guy. Uh, I, I you picked him up over the, uh, paid ten I bucks know. for him and then sat him on your bench. Well, I I was playing keep away from Ryan because I thought we were going to be in a close matchup and he needed a a flex player. Oh, but. I, you know what? I held on to him because I think I'm going to have to play him this week. I've got him in my lineup. Yeah, I'm hoping I would. He can, uh, hoping he can replicate what he did last week, 17.7. So I think it's – wait, did they play tonight? No. No. No, no, no. Who, who's playing tonight? I forgot. The Vikings and Steelers played Oh, tonight. Vikings and Steelers. Uh, I think the game's about to be over. Oh, look at that. The Muth scored a touchdown, baby. The Muth oh, is Luth. Oh, oh my it. gosh. Needed it. Um, anyway, who do you guys think out of this uh, prestigious list of players should be nominated? I've got my vote ready to go. <laughs> we you just, wanna just uh, you wanna just call your own foul or what? Let's just, just give it to Joey. All yeah, right. I'm going to have a nice big old T-bone steak. Let's do this. <laughs> Let it rain. Chocolate Boo Boo Milk, winner of the week. Man. You need That's to come a record. To the, you need to That's come a to record. The, yeah, you need to come yeah. to the draft next week with a full Moo Moo Milk song and just let that be your anthem. Just it's be just ready for it next year. I'm going to have lots of milk as I'm pulling in all the players. <laughs> hey, listen, you could you can win the Moo Moo Milk and still win your matchups. It just means you have a lot of good players. But uh, you're That's not right. doing that. You're not doing the second part of that equation, so. Maybe next year. All right. Let's move into um, some power rankings. I, I'll be honest with you. I was getting over COVID. I didn't even look at this till we were getting started. So I didn't put any together. We're going to focus on Stewart's power rankings. Power rankings. And you know what? This is the last real power rankings we'll ever actually do anyway because the playoffs start next week that's right yeah not ever do but just this season well yeah <laughs> we'll see if we ever do this again <laughs> yeah. we may never do this again guys so this has been horrible we'll see well why don't you walk us through your power ranking Stuart? uh yeah so i've got staffel number one uh i think he deserves that number one spot he's got by far the best record in the league no one's even close to him he's got a solid team he's uh, he's actually been putting up better numbers uh, the second half of the season on yeah. average than the first half of the season, which is kind of flip-flop for me. Granted, I've been without Derrick Henry and Kyler <laughs> most of the second half of the season. Uh, but Kyler's back. Henry's <laughs> not on my team anymore. So um, I have myself number two. Uh, a big mover from several weeks ago uh, is Jonathan. I don't remember where we had Jonathan, but just looking at his team um, and his consistency in points, I feel like um, I don't have his num- his point scores in front of me, but so, I feel like just in general, it's you, you've been 
trending up. I'll so here's say that. a difference. Here's the difference between me and uh, I would say the top three in the points scored category uh, would be you. It's you, Stuart. I'm sorry, you, uh, Mike, and Senior are the top three point scorers. I think all three of you guys have either scored 200 or been right there at 200 at, at one point this season. And uh, even like David, I think has scored 200. I've I think the closest I've got was like 183, and uh, ever since then I think too I think my high scores are like in the 160s, maybe low 170. So I don't I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is I think <clears throat> I don't have the ceiling that some of you guys have, um, or I haven't had that yet, and so that's why it's interesting to see me at three and I see someone like senior at five and I, I would, I would, I would put senior above me if I were doing the power rankings for sure. So interesting. Um, just from, I, I pulled this up, uh, the high scores on the year. I, uh, I scored one ninety three in week 11. Okay. And then, um, you scored 183 in week eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so from week seven, so the last half of the season, or a little bit more than half of the season, those are the two highest scores. Oh, really? We had a yeah. ton of high scores early then. Yeah. We had a ton of high scores early. From weeks one through six, we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve scores over. 178 and we've only had two since then the two that i just named me in week 11 i've led the the week in scoring twice actually three times i think um two of them worth 160s or something yeah so it, it it is crazy it really slowed down there were three weeks in a row where week four senior scored 210 week five daniel scored 200 that was the week that there were three 200 scores. Daniel scored 200, Staffel 222, Ryan 216, Lewis 195. That was all week five. Yeah. yeah. Week six, I was 186, Senior was 178, Staffel was 185, Ryan was 184. And since then, I mean, the scoring has just dropped off hmm. dramatically, which is so weird. I don't really know the reason <laughs> the reason for that, uh, but it it's just everything's dropped. Yeah, I, this is anecdotal, but I feel like the league adjusted to the or moved to that too high safety on defense and make everything short plays in front of you. So there was, I think earlier in the year, there was probably more explosive plays happening. I just remember playing against like someone like Jamar Chase comes to mind where he would just catch a bomb for 70 yards. Like he did yeah. that. He did that like four weeks in a row early on with Lewis, and then he hasn't really done anything the past three or four weeks. Uh, anyway. It, it, it's, it is interesting, and that's why when I see some of this, specifically because of the earlier season records and scores, it feels funny to see me at three and see some of these guys below me. But yeah. we'll move and on. I think so, so I think like um, I do have all these numbers pulled up because I, I forgot I had that defensive score strated, or a sheet that had uh, our total scores on there too. So senior, since week six, his highest score – he hasn't even broken 150 since then. He's had 109 oh, wow. score. 
He's had really? uh, 118 was his score last week. Kansas versus, City. Versus yeah. you. Yeah, right. It, that is right. It is Versus right. you, Jonathan. Um, after week seven, you've had 183, 165, 167. So I feel like you're trending up, whereas he – not necessarily is trending down, but he just hasn't had those uh, – if you go back and listen to the earlier podcast, I kept saying, if I got a quarterback, my team is really good. And I finally got Stafford to start scoring points for me. And that, uh, that was like a 20 point difference between Stafford and Tannehill. So I was going yeah. from the low one forties to the mid one sixties, uh, just with one player switching out. So, you know, that, that was worth it, um, to me to make those trades, even though I gave up some guys I liked. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think got... I think senior with Kansas City that maybe I'll have to change my answer from earlier in the podcast. <laughs> but that that's a strat that like you've seen it done over the league's history, right? You're either all you you stack your team with a with a single team uh he's back NFL off team. of that a bit. He did that's have hard. he did have you know what's funny is uh Mahomes by himself right. has killed him. Uh you know, Kelsey is still Kelsey, and the tight end landscape is a whole nother conversation. But his running backs have been top five, which is crazy. He has two top five running backs yeah. on the season. And I think Stuart said it, it uh, in the chat. It was either last week or two weeks ago with uh, Leonard Fournette being drafted in the fourth or fifth round. And uh, Joe Mixon went like 10th in the first round. I mean, there was plenty of other league owners who could have had those running backs and they all passed on them. Um, so uh, it's senior. The funny thing is if you would have looked at seniors team at the beginning of the year, you would not have guessed that Mahomes is the one that's letting him down, I guess is what yeah. right. No, yeah, right. Right. Did y'all just get that uh, thing from sleeper? It said, uh, Demarius Thomas died. Really? What? Yeah. At 33 years old. That's wow. crazy. It doesn't say how he died, but All right, I, thought was, I thought he was still in the league some, on some team that just, you know, just wasn't playing much, but I guess he must not have been. Wow, and it's not on ESPN yet, so it must be like a really – this is like – I got it. Katie VR, Demarius Thomas, dead at 33. Wow. That's crazy. Um. So we've got, uh, sorry, kind of back to that. Jonathan at three, Bryce at four, senior at five. So you're basically saying you would, you'd put senior up ahead of you. Yeah, I'd put senior at four. Uh, excuse me, senior at three, and then bump everything else down. Okay, so Jonathan at four, Bryce at five, uh, David at six, Daniel at seven, Joey at eight, Lewis at nine. Which that was a tough one, uh, but again, looking at these scores, I tough. just. I just feel like um, Lewis. I feel is, like Lewis has benefited Lewis. from a schedule, and that's something that Joey's shown. And I know that that's true because he beat me. He beat me with scores of like one twenty, uh, yeah. because I laid eggs those those weeks, and it's just it, it just happened. And so his his record got a little bloated, but then he would have these big games too, like you mentioned one of his higher scores earlier, uh, Stuart, where he was like one ninety something. So yeah, so in week five he had 195. Yeah, but since then, 
111, 156, 110, 109, yeah. 123, 101, 139, yeah. and 105. So it's like there. But, it, but wrong what was funny, here's what was funny was the way that the schedule laid out. He swept yeah. me and Jackson, so we <laughs> right. didn't have we didn't have a chance to win our division. He sealed his his fate as the as as a playoff lock because he beat he, all the right people. Yeah. Yeah, he he had a handful of schedules where he would have ended up three and ten thus far, uh, and he's got a couple at six and seven, and then obviously seven six. Yeah, so he's yeah. maximized his potential with his yep. schedule. So even though he's in the playoffs, I still have him at nine. Yeah. <laughs> I have Jackson at ten, which I think Jackson probably. I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, Jackson sh- should be higher. Um, yes, but I know that he. You know, he sold a lot at the last minute as well, trying yep. to get something for his, his guys. So, um, and then I've got Ryan at 11, Mike Searles at 12. Um, so, looking at this again, taking a little bit more time to think about it, Jackson should probably be higher. Jackson um, probably should be, but he also did sell to your point. And then David is the one that I was shocked to look back and see how low his points for has been on the season. And then, and then I, think about it some more i'm like he has scored less than 100 multiple times this season but then he's <laughs> yeah but then it just infuriates me that he's got a better record than me i'm like how is i know he, he just put all his points in the right weeks and and won yep. those won those games and then he punted on a couple of weeks and just lost so yeah uh, he's only scored under 100 twice he had the 61 points and then he had 72 but he's, he's come close to other times. but you say that like that's just something that's normal 62 yeah. come on yeah. look if if david had ryan's schedule he would have been one in 12 one in 12 <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh that's crazy i don't what's the what's the worst I, three and ten is the worst we've had right or has there been a two and eleven i guess this is a no three and ten's been the wor- the lowest i think yeah or the worst yeah if someone went one in 12 or one in 13 i would They'd have to quit. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I, I think I texted this. Not, I don't know if it was to the little group, but I, I think ESPN, uh, because we're not on their platform anymore, got rid of yes. all of our history. Yeah, did you hear that, Joey? Oh, no. Did you guys not do the import? <laughs> no. So they dumped our history, huh? I wonder. I think if we go reactivate it, we can. That's what I was gonna say. I wonder if we reactivated, if they would let us. uh... That would be not wise of them to to do that. But I guess they can't keep our data forever. Yeah. Especially if we're not using it. Hmm. So anyway, I I do feel like that's it, it. Other than a few of the things we talked about, it's been a pretty consistent power ranking for a while. I think Jonathan's made a move in the last several weeks. Um, that's probably the the one that stood out to me the most. Me and, but me and Ryan switched. I think. Yeah. We were, I think we. I think. Uh. You know, week three or four, I would have probably, well, probably more like week five or six when I was in the middle of a four game losing streak or something. I would have switched the two of us in the power rankings. Yeah. Dave, the Dave hard part with that. The hard part with Ryan all year long was really we kept saying. Well, he's got a good team. He just had a bad matchup, or they just didn't perform well, or something couldn't like that. Get, couldn't get wins, and, man. Yeah, and at some point, you you've just got to quit saying that and say, well, <laughs> for 
you know, if you're if you're three and eight, then you're just not you're just not a good team. We can't rank you that high, even though you are a good team, but your record doesn't show it. And we, right. and that, but that's why I don't like. I mean, that's why I do like the way that we play the game, where it's a week to week matchup, and I, it's the counter argument to the score against the median because then. <laughs> Like, so I can see both right. sides of the argument of, well, you just want to give someone uh, credit for being a good team. They just got unlucky. Yeah, but this game is still a head-to-head matchup, and you've got to beat the guy in front of you. So it's just, it just depends on what you want your league to be. I tend to like the chaos more. Yeah. It makes for more discussion to be like, golly, Ryan should be better versus... Ryan would be in the top half of the league if he if we didn't oh, yeah. score it against the median. So right, right. Something to think about as we go into summit. Uh, I'm not. I mean, I could be convinced one way or the other. Um, yeah. As long as you're going into the to the season, knowing what's up. Cool. Well, let's move into our final segment, picks of the week. It's Friday, right? <laughs> picks of the week. Yeah, it's Friday on the East Coast, basically. <laughs> uh, uh, call in sick tomorrow, Jonathan. Oh, you probably will. Well, I'll call in <laughs> sick and then also get in front of my computer because I work from home, so it doesn't matter. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, you're um, not calling nobody. Well, Joey, since uh, David didn't make it, you get to make his picks for him. I can uh, do that. Rules are if you uh, have a very strong inkling, you get one triple play. Um, uh, over in, in a matchup. So you just, you just signify that by saying triple play. Um, and then, uh, if you feel like that's, uh, maybe a strong outcome in one way or the other, maybe a flood is coming of a sort, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, hand handily, uh, you just signify that and I'll, uh, I'll find the drop. Sure. And play it. So with that, let's start with David's matchup with Jackson. We've got, let me pull it up actually. We've got the scary Terry wrists versus Wingardium Joey Bosa. And my goodness, I don't, so I don't know if you guys saw any of the game tonight, but apparently you would never guess this, but the Pittsburgh Steelers are the worst rush defense in the NFL. And that's not a, that's not a subjective thing. That's an objective. Like they're the actual worst against the run over the past, like five weeks. And Dalvin yeah, Cook, you can tell by what you're about to say. Yeah. Dalvin cook. I, I don't even want to read his final stat line. Cause his, the stat line I saw early on, he had seven carries for 117 yards and a touchdown. That was all in the first quarter. <laughs> Wow. That, was the, that was the first quarter, and uh, maybe maybe it was a little bit in the, into the second quarter, but it was definitely the beginning of the of the second quarter. He finishes with 27 carries, 205 yards, two touchdowns, one catch for 17 yards, total of 42.4 fantasy points. When he was projected, first off, he wasn't projected to play the game. Uh, he actually separated his shoulder two weeks ago, and uh, he's he played with a a harness or whatever. He was projected to be 16 and a half points. So I would say he crushed his projection. 
which really changes things. And by the way, this is what made me nervous. I was so ex- made me so excited about that Buffalo Bills game. If if Jackson had beat Daniel, then Jackson would have <laughs> controlled his fate, and he would if he beat David, I would be out of the playoffs. Well, looky here, we've got ourselves what appears to be a landslide coming there, David's yeah. way with with Jackson, and I th- I'm going to take Jackson to beat David this week. And I don't think it's going to be close. Did you pick? Did you pick that before uh, this I game picked, started? Yeah. <laughs> see, I picked. I picked Jackson over David, but I didn't think it was going to be that bad. I yeah. Do think, I do think it'll be a landslide. And I saw my reflection in a snow-covered snow-covered hill, hill. Landslide, down. So Dalvin Cook finished with 217 yards rushing. Moving back to the trivia because I still had it open. Who has the most rushing yards in a single game, and what's two, that number? He had 205, and then uh, ooh, 205. What I say? 217. So oh. most Adrian Peterson. That's correct. Oh wow. 243. Two ninety six. Wow! I forgot he almost got three hundred. Those were the good old days. But but, but what's crazy about Before that? He beat his kid. Is he had two hundred and fifty three of those in one half, which I don't know <laughs> if that was the first half or the second half, but uh, two fifty three in one half, two ninety six for the game, the most. Gar- yards gained rushing in a single game. He had, wow. it in the, he had it in the same quarter that Tom Brady had the five touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, uh, so word. I actually picked David. Um, so I guess I've got to stick with it. But <laughs> how you feel uh, about af- that? <laughs> after uh, uh, a forty-two burger <laughs> from from Dalvin, uh, wow. not not feeling too good about that. So. Um, give me David. Uh, hey, it's just one player. This is what David would argue. He just needs the rest true. of his guys to kind of fall apart on Jackson's side, and then uh, one or two of his guys to pop off. Yeah, just it's, you know, it's still an option. I don't 10. think he's got Waller. He's got Waller in his lineup, but uh, I don't think Waller's playing. You don't think so? He is? No, I don't think so. So anyway. Give me David, though I wish it was Jackson because Jackson's going to win. <laughs> Who you got, Joe? Wow. Uh, well, I've got an answer for your Adrian Peterson question. He only ran 43 yards in the first half. <laughs> wow. And so, uh, yeah. Second half. Wow. That's just one mega second half. Um, I'm going to go with Jackson because I feel Jackson's going to put up some mega points. Oh, you think he's going to kick me out? I think Jonathan did himself in earlier thinking he was going to make the playoffs, <laughs> suggesting there's still an opening, 99%. All I got to do is playoff beat Daniel. One. All I got to do is beat Daniel. I control my own fate. I'll go with Jackson. Uh, Jackson over David. All right. Let's move into the it's now or never. It's probably never. Uh, versus Team Batman 57. And... Uh, Let's just say this is the tale of uh, 
really two teams. We've got one in the playoffs that's on the upswing, made a lot of aggressive moves. Another one who's just ready for the season to be over. Uh, I think you know who is who. Uh, I'm gonna take <laughs> I'm gonna take Bryce over my dad. That's not gonna be close either. What do you guys got? Yeah, I got the same thing. Um, I think he's got Keenan Allen in this starting lineup with COVID, so I think he'll he'll probably he picks up Brandon Ayuk, so he's probably gonna put Ayuk in there, uh, or maybe uh, Elijah Moore. And he's still uh, projected to win by 14 with an empty yeah. spot. Yeah, yeah. So I, th- I think. Uh, well, Keenan Allen's in his lineup. Is he not? Does he not showing up in? He's no, showing I up mean, in his lineup. empty as in COVID. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah. Give me, uh, give me Bryce for the win. Uh, Team Batman Fifty Sevens on a six-game losing streak, by the way. So go ahead and make it an even seven. Hey, what happened to the Flames thing? There's no you know, more they flamers. only did it for no a little bit. Flamers. Yeah. Oh, okay. They probably got bad yeah, they... reviews. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to go with uh, Team Batman 57. Oh. The Dark Knight. Oh, He's going man. to uh, and and I'll say this. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to show up finally this season. Oh yeah. <laughs> and put up some points. Uh, he's in Chicago, right? He's at home against Chicago, but yeah. Or he's at home against Chicago. There you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I okay. think, I, and I think LJ lays an egg. He's one of those QBs that, I mean, so is Rogers right now, but he's one of those QBs that's just oscillating. And I think, uh, you can only lose so many in a row before <laughs> you gotta, you gotta get a win at this point. So I'm going to go with uh, team Batman 57. All right. I like it. Mm. I like it. Big mistake. all right well let's move into another uh young versus old matchup we've got do you see these tds no versus (laughs) versus ezra express which could not be more confusing because ezra doesn't play Uh, (laughs) and he left he left out elliot but that's fine yeah Um, even though elliot signed off on it it's 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 a lot going on um (laughs) We had we had a couple guys go tonight for uh, CDs TDs. Uh, Conklin had two catches for twenty yards. Yeah, good uh, job, yeah. Conklin. Not a good start. I'm glad David didn't trade him Kittle. Uh, David was considering oh, yeah. that. That would have been um, that would have been bad. Yeah, it, but TJ uh, Watt TJ Watt played great. No, he didn't, and he was the number one mm-hmm. um, linebacker. No and uh, I think he pulled his groin. I, I think he came out of the game early. So that could be a big hit to the number one defense going into yes. the playoffs. That's something to keep Sorry an about eye your on. Groin, groin, TJ, but uh, good for us and <laughs> uh, beating Mike Staffel. Yep. Harrison Smith had a good game. But uh, right now, we're looking at all, uh, we're looking at senior that's favored. Uh, I do, however. I'm giving the edge. I'm giving the edge to Mike. I'm giving the respect where it's deserved. Uh, I think Brady's going to have a big game against Buffalo. Uh, Jacobs actually usually plays pretty good against Kansas City. And uh, Senior's got a got a problem. He's also got a COVID receiver in there, Mike Williams. Um, so 
Give me Mike to take out Senior. This week. Check back in the playoffs, though. I have Mike Staffel as well to beat Senior. Um, I think a, a huge part of it kind of goes back to what we've already talked about. Other than um, Mahomes' 51-point week in Week 10, um, I mean, his other – he had a 11.96, 6.2, 12.6, 15.3, 6.3. You know, that's that's just not going to win you games. So, um, give me Mike. More right. because of uh, wow. uh, seniors, seniors' lackluster performances than Mike uh, being good because he's not <laughs> – Do you guys, you guys hear that? You, you don't. Uh, uh oh. That is the express showing up. The train gonna show up and gonna run over Staffel, man. I'm, I'm all on the uh, express train, my friends. Oh, so I, oh. I think he, he pulls an upset this week and uh, topples them TDs. Oh my goodness! Oh, that is gross. Amazing. Okay, let's move on. How long, how long <laughs> Hold on. No, no, I got nothing more to add on that one. Got a, I got a visual going. Okay, let's move on to the next matchup. We've got father versus son, wild thing versus John Dutton's jacket, which I I have questions. I, I don't do. understand that as a team name. I don't sure. understand it as the name. I understand who John Dutton is, and I I know what his jacket looks like. I just <laughs> does he like does he like his jacket? I'm guessing. I don't know. I I don't know if he should go jacket on or <laughs> would be the what would be the other option of that? I, yeah. <laughs> All right. No one's falling for that trick. All right. <laughs> well, we've got. Uh... We've got a one-sided affair here. Uh, Najee Harris had quite a game. 20 carries for 94 yards, a touchdown. He had three catches for 10 yards and another touchdown. Uh, man, Pittsburgh came back and made this a game because it was not a game early. Um, and uh, right now, John Dutton's jackets is uh, really not putting out a, f a full lineup. Uh, he and he has, still may win. He, it's the <laughs> battle of the buys, my friend. He, yeah, oh I don't. Gosh. I don't ask what orientation people are. I just, I just want to know: <laughs> Do you have a quarterback? No, he has zero. He has Tua on by. Uh, he's got uh, two defensive players on by, and then uh, over here on the uh, on the wild things, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, Jerome Baker, all on buys. So. I guess they have a gentleman's agreement where if they both agree to not put three people in, I guess, I don't know, but wild things favored by a, a rousing eight points. Uh, this is, this is ugly. Uh, th these two teams deserve to be in the bottom, but, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately one of them is in the playoffs and I'm going to just take the guy with the starting quarterback. I'll take Lewis. I'm with you. This, this is, uh, the worst matchup of the week for sure. Because Lewis is yeah. Lewis is already in and Ryan's already out and 
it doesn't seem like either of them um they may not i mean there's no reason that for them to even put to pick up guys off the waiver wire because it's just not a, affecting anything so uh yeah yeah i think uh i think that is doo-doo and i think <laughs> uh i think lewis will win this week uh i've got yeah. lewis too Lewis for sure, even with the potential uh, Moo Moo Milk winner there with Roethlisberger on the bench. But uh, oh yeah, know. what did he do? I didn't even see it. Threw up a nice thirty-two points. Wow. Yeah, what a game. But uh, Big Ben doesn't matter. It's all doesn't it's all matter. moot point. <laughs> it's a moo moot point. Moo moo. All point. right, let's move to our last two matchups. Three of us are in these last two matchups. Let's do Stewart. Remember the tight ends versus too many Kirks. What's going on with the too many Kirks? Got a couple Kirks. And um, why the orange Sherbert or the Sherbert ice cream? What's <laughs> what's going on there? Yeah, what's that supposed to be? My QB Herbert? Sherbert? Herbert? Oh, uh, <laughs> Herbert Sherbert. Okay, I got you. <laughs> I'm gonna that have to dumb these ex- down a little more. That took some explanation for sure. Listen, we're still trying to figure out what John Dutton's jacket means, so don't yeah, throw, <laughs> don't throw Sherbert at us and expect. Us I to was catch gonna on. come and say too many Kirks. How about too many team names in one season? <laughs> hey, I had fun with it this year. That was that, I had to do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something to have fun, right? Yeah, you're like I'm not having fun in my matchups each week. Well, this one's not going to be close. Let's just call it what it is. Uh, this one's going to be a tsunami. tsunami. Yeah. And to be yeah. clear, I'm picking Stewart. <laughs> I don't know. And, and it th- this may have happened this year already. I just don't remember it. Has there ever been a matchup that started the week or started before the games were the game was played at 99 to one? Has that happened? Uh, I think no. <laughs> I don't know. Probably might, not. It, it might have. That's happened. me every week. <laughs> I don't feel like it's ever been ninety-nine to one at the start of the week, which is uh, crazy. But anyway, yeah, I've got I've got myself too. Um, I easily could have triple played that, but I didn't want to take the low-hanging fruit. So I'm gonna go with Stewart. Obviously, oh. I'm going to triple play that. Triple play. Oh, okay. It's gonna be I a think tsunami. David appreciate that. Oh, my it's gonna word. be a tsunami. <laughs> and I will Stewart guarantee that. Oh my <laughs> word! He's not ready well, for that. <laughs> Ironclad, no doubt about it. Guarantee. It's gonna take me Stewart. a minute. Guarantee. I just did it. Ironclad. No doubt about it. Guarantee. Stewart. Guarantee. That's a double Stewart guarantee. I'll take it. Straight out of an 80s movie right there. I do. I do. um, I don't know that we'll ever see this again in our lifetime, but I would would be honored if I could triple Tsunami uh, Joey, uh, which happened this year with a 150 point loss <laughs> that David experienced at the hands of Mike but uh, a true uh, 
I think we even talked about uh, again going back to listening to old podcasts. There was a hundred point loss that I think Staffel called a Hiroshima. <laughs> um, I don't know that we've ever come up with a, a phrase for a hundred and fifty point loss. Maybe we should just call it the Staffel. Um, give me, the, give me the Staffel. I'm gonna pick me in a Staffel. We'll call it a COVID. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> Oh, okay. Pandemic. All right. Last Last one. Last one. We're at the tail end of this podcast here. We've got the Bash Brothers versus the Lasso Special. Uh, Daniel's team has changed so much. It, it, it's always every time I look at his team, I I don't recognize half the guys. Uh, I am very fortunate that I played Ryan and then Daniel at the end of the season because they were both willing to trade guys away. I need to win to guarantee my safety, uh, and therefore I am going to pick myself to win, and I'm going to pick myself in a triple play. Triple play. I've got it. I've got to win this one, guys. I've got I've got you too, Jonathan, in a triple play as well. Triple play. I'm a little nervous because wow. you've got several guys questionable, but um, nah. I've got I don't backups. think I don't think. Um, the only guy that I'm worried about on Daniel's team is Kamara uh, going up against the Jets. Yeah, he may uh, put up 40. Yeah, but I, I mean, the rest of his team, uh, you know, I'm just not, I'm not too concerned about. Fun fact: When Kamara scored six touchdowns on the ground and one through the air last year, that was against me at Christmas. Ah, ah so, I do remember that. It was Christmas yes, Day. Yes, yes. So, anyway, Joey, who you got? I've got you. You're oh, gonna win. Oh man! But just barely. Oh, I know. I've got a drop for that one. That's a starfish. <laughs> Keep on. Hey, does that mean if if you win, but if Jackson scores enough points, is he in? No. Okay, so you got to win. Yeah. No. 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 If I win, it doesn't matter what he does. Because I Got will it. have, I will be at seven and seven. He can't get to seven. If I lose and he wins, then the point differential matters. I'm winning by eighty-eight right now in that. So he would have to score eighty-nine more points than me this week, as I lose and he wins. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah that's, that's why I'm like it's way out there. Yeah, it's and listen, if you're gonna do it, you're gonna have Dalvin Cook go forty-two points. So he he gave himself a chance. Uh, but yeah, I, Daniel's not really helping him out in this. Daniel's really screwing no. Jackson's season up by beating him by last week and then losing to me yeah. this week. Uh, at least that's how it looks, but, oh, Rough. okay. Well, that's the show. Hey, one last uh, little trivia. Oh. Um, who is okay. the, uh, 2021, uh, scoring champion in the regular season for our fantasy football league. Are you talking about like an individual player? No, I'm talking about a, an owner who oh. for this season. Oh, who's, who's led the, the season with most, or who's been the number one scoring who, team who, every week. Who No, who will win the scoring championship in 2021 for our league? You know the answer. Remember the tight end. Good night, everybody.